Welcome to the Gregory Digout Podcast. If you want God to use you, if you want God to use you to be a blessing, blessed to be a blessing, healed to bring healing, recovering and restored so that you can bring restoration and recovery to others. If you want God to use you in a great way, it starts with prayer. Welcome to another episode of Think Like a Champion, a podcast that is dedicated to helping you win in every way and enjoy every day. And really enjoying every day is a win right there. Like God wants you to enjoy every day of your life. And so today I hope this this will encourage you in experiencing the joy and the freedom that come from trusting God and, and finding out how to think like a champion because he is the champion of champions and we, we, we are made in his image. So we're, we have the power to think like him and achieve great things in life. So I want to talk to you about how God will use you greatly today. So I'm going to get into the content in a moment of how God wants to use you greatly. God is going to use you greatly. I want you to think about that. In fact, say it, God's going to use me greatly because he is going to use you in a great way if you let him. And I'll come to that. But I want to encourage you that we can all be a part of something bigger than ourselves when we learn a lifestyle of generosity. And so I want to invite you to both subscribe to this podcast, wherever you watch and listen to podcasts, but I also want to invite you to partner with me in giving and in generosity because the Bible says the world of the generous gets larger and larger and the world of the stingy actually says that in one translation, it gets smaller and smaller. But I believe I'm talking to generous people here today. And when you're, when you decide to live a generous lifestyle, it's not just something you do once a week, but it's something that you think about and you're constantly looking to be on the giving side of life. Because when you're on the giving side of life, you'll be on the living side of life and the joy filled life says God loves a cheerful giver, and it's more blessed, or you are more blessed when you give than when you receive, Jesus said. So there's always a greater blessing on the giving end. Receiving from God is great, but giving is even greater. And so I want to invite you to give and partner with me, and let's get this message out to more and more people. Let's raise up a generation of champions. Let's let's raise up a generation of more than conquerors. You can Go to right now to our website, lifechangeschurch.com slash give, and you can give that way. Or you can text to give. All the different ways might be on your screen right now or in the comment section. And make sure to take a moment. And let me just pray for you. Father, thank you that you have brought us together for a miraculous moment today. I pray that this moment and these moments together will actually fling us into your purpose for our lives and into the great destiny that you have for each of us. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thanks so much. And so along with content today, I want to take you to a, I want to really kind of model a man in the Bible that was, that God used. And I I want to talk about how God will use you greatly and show you some leadership lessons from Elijah, which I like Elijah in, as an example or a role model of leadership because he was a man with human tendencies just like us. And it's, so if you want God to use you, like God wants to use you in the business world, God wants to use you in influencing others 
to believe in him. God wants to use you to raise a family. God wants to use you to become a, a better example of his love and kindness and empathy. God wants to use you to melt hard hearts. God wants to use you to transform your, your, your family, transform the people in your circle of influence, transform your community and your world. God wants to use you in big ways. He wants to use you in bigger ways than you'd ever imagined. And I think we need to ask bigger and we need to think bigger. God wants to use you greatly. He said to, Ab God said to Abraham, I will make you great and you will be a great nation and I will make you even greater. And I think we have to realize that we serve a Ephesians chapter three, verse 20 kind of God. He's, he's able to do exceeding abundantly of, above and beyond all that we can ask or think. So if you want God to use you, if you want God to use you to be a blessing, blessed to be a blessing, healed to bring healing, uh, recovering and restored so that you can bring restoration and recovery to others. It's, if you want God to use you in a great way, it starts with prayer. This is, this is where I see in Elijah's life, prayer was how his life started. Prayer was how his purpose started. Prayer was how his calling started. So to be used by God, I, I know that everyone watching right now, you want to be used by God. You want to make a big impact. And it starts with prayer. It says in James chapter five, verse 16, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And then it says in verse 17, the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Then 17, Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And then it says in James chapter five, verse 18, he goes on to say, and then he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Now, I need you to really get a hold of this, this particular step or this key to being great or experience God's greatness through you or make a great impact in your life. It starts with prayer, talking to God and talking to things. There's two types of prayer. There's the prayers where we're talking to God and just sharing our heart with him and we're listening for his voice. That's communion. That's communication. That's a prayer of intimacy. And then there's the prayer of declaration, which is what Elijah prayed in 1 Kings chapter 17. He, he prayed prophetically. He literally prophesied and God calls it prayer in James chapter five. So it says in 1 Kings chapter 17, now Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the settlers of Gilead, said to Ahab, as the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, surely there shall be no dew nor rain these years except by my word. Elijah said to the, he said to Ahab, as the Lord, the God of Israel lives before whom I stand, so Ahab was the king, but Elijah was like, I stand before God. I don't stand just before you, king. I stand before God. And he said, as I stand before God, be, the, the Lord be, be, before whom I stand, surely there shall be no dew nor rain these years except by my word. And God called that prayer because what was Elijah doing? He was declaring and he was prophesying and exercising his authority 
We have authority in this world. We have authority in this life. Jesus said, I give you authority, power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the authority or all the power of the evil one or of the enemy. So we have to get in touch with the power that we're carrying. You're carrying power. And that power can work through prayer of declaration and prayer of prophesying, prophesying and declaring. And here's the beautiful thing about Elijah and when he said, it's not going to rain until I say so, you might think that's cocky, but Elijah was not an arrogant man. He was actually a man who, it says here that he was a man with a nature like ours. And that doesn't talk about his divine nature. It's talking about his human nature. It wasn't talking about his nature as a prophet. It was talking about his nature as a human being. And Elijah is no different than you and me. We're... We're human, we're flawed. We, we, we make mistakes. We sometimes run away from situations. We're gonna see later in this, uh, in this lesson, either this time or next time, that Elijah ran away from Jezebel and God still used him. Elijah, he got in fear. He in, experienced self-pity. He experienced depression. He experienced wanting to die. He literally asked God to take his life at one point. And we think of Elijah as a great prophet, but we forget that he was a man just like you and me. He dealt with fear. He dealt with insecurity. He dealt with uh, feeling like a loser at times. He, he dealt with the things that maybe some of you already graduated from that. And here, this guy hadn't even graduated from that, but he's telling the clouds to, to hold back the rain and it obeyed him. The clouds obeyed him. The heavens obeyed him. And then he prayed again and man, it rained as soon as he prayed, as soon as he said so. And I want you to get a hold of that, that he, he didn't get qualified by his by his holiness or perfection or even his care, even his good character, his good character did not qualify him to exercise his authority. Simply being called by God and wanting to be used by God is what empowered him to use his authority. He was a prophet and God called him a prophet, but he calls you a prophet too. You know that the Bible says that even John the Baptist was a greater prophet than Elijah. And Jesus said, but the one who's least in the kingdom of God is greater than John the Baptist. I want you to realize something. The greatest prophet in the Bible was John the Baptist, according to Jesus. And, and yet Jesus said, but you, the smallest of us, the most insignificant of us, the least of us is still greater than the greatest prophet in the history of the world because Jesus said John the Baptist was the greatest prophet. So I want you to realize that God calls you a son or daughter of his and sons and daughters have the power to prophesy and you have the power to speak over your family blessing and to speak over your family healing and speak over your family peace and speak over your family power and love and success and victory. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, so we might as well, we've used it enough for death, we might as well start using it for life, right? We've used our tongue, our tongue has gotten us into 
a lot of trouble in our lives, right? My tongue has got me into a lot of problems in my life. I might as well use it to get me out of some problems. I might as well use it to conquer uh, forces of darkness. I might as well use it to move mountains. Man, we know that sometimes we've said about something, oh, that thing is just killing me. That thing is just beating me. That thing is just getting the best of me. So now we're we're taking a molehill and making it a mountain by speaking negative over our lives. So we might as well learn to swap it, switch it, reverse it, and say the positive things that our mouth and our words can accomplish. I don't think you realize how powerful you really are, that if death and life are in the power of the tongue, you know, even before a person is a Christian, before a person is born again, they have power. Their words still have power. And even when you declare that Jesus was risen from the dead and Jesus is Lord, you use your tongue to actually activate the gift of salvation, the power of salvation We've got activated with your tongue. So I, I don't want to get stuck on this point, but I don't want to move past it too fast because Elijah was a man who ran away. Elijah was a man who felt depressed. Elijah was a man who had self-pity. Elijah was a man who wanted to give up and did give up a couple times, and it took an angel to stir him up to get him going again. And I want you to know it's okay whatever you're struggling with. It's okay whatever your humanity is. Your calling and God using you is not limited by your where you're at in your humanity. We're all in a different season or a different level of growth and evolution in our humanity, but God's not limited to you getting to a certain level where he can use you. The only level he needs you to be is available. It's the only place that you need to really make sure that you're making yourself available. I ran into somebody today, this morning at the gym, and I said to this guy, I said, I just want you to, I just want to say something to you that God is using you in a real special, in a real special way. And he's like, you know what? And he started telling me this story about how discouraged he was up until that moment. And that somehow, and I've seen him every so often, but I, I don't talk to him on a regular basis at all. But I just had this feeling that I just needed to say something to him. And I said, God is using you. And he almost like started crying and told me, you have no idea how much that means because uh, several people had told me, no, we don't want to use you. We can't use you here. And he said, even in his church, they were, they were like, no, we can't use you here. We can't use you. We don't need you kind of thing. And he said, when you said that, I realized that God is bigger than my feelings. God is bigger than my experiences. God is bigger than my failures. And that you telling me that God is using me is a real blessing. And I said, you know what? I feel your energy. I see light in your life. And so, and he was so encouraged. And I just want you to know that that's just normal life where God can use you. And when we don't think God is using us, God is using us. And I was encouraged by the things this man said after that. It ministered to me. Maybe it was for me. Maybe I, I needed to say that to him because that was what I needed. You see, God, sometimes you think maybe somebody else needs something that you have to give, but maybe when you give it, you realize you're the one who needs it. And we're all in a different place and we're all evolving. Just keep evolving, but let God use you because he will use you greatly if you let him. Number two, the second thing I want to say about Elijah and a leadership lesson from him is that 
Success means bringing others with you into God's purposes. Success means bringing others with you into the purpose of God. In 1 Kings 17, it says, the word of the Lord came to Elijah and said, arise, go to Zarephath and you will see a woman there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Wow. So Elijah is told by God to meet up with this widow and in this land of Zarephath and she would provide or God would provide through her. He said, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. So in order for Elijah to fulfill his purpose, we see here he needs somebody else. For God to use him, he needs somebody else in his life. God is using somebody else for Elijah to be used by God, and God is using Elijah to help this woman be used by God. We need each other, you see. No one is an island. And sometimes I think we think God wants to use us by ourselves and we don't realize that he wants to use us, but he wants us to bring others with us. We're going somewhere in this journey. We're going somewhere in this leading our lives and everybody's a leader. It starts with leading yourself. And, but we don't go alone. We're not, we're not leading if we're not bringing people with us. We, we need to be bringing people with us to where we're going. And in this case, all that's in Elijah's life right now is a widow and she's just got a little bread and she's going to die. And God used her and God used him and they, God used each other, each of them for each other. And I want you to know that it's probably not the ideal, the ideal person that Elijah thought that he needed to bring with him. It's probably not the first person he was thinking of. If, if I want to build a team I'm going to start with this widow that's about to die. I mean, who would think that? And yet, this is the one that God wanted her, that God wanted him to bring her along and God wanted to use her to help him. And sometimes it's an odd match how God will use a person in your life, but it's still God doing it. And we can't have these expectations. It has to be this way because God will do it in so many different ways. We, we get stuck thinking God has to do, do things in one way when really there's a million ways God can do things. And I want you to see here that it says, God says, I commanded a widow there to provide for you. When you're willing to be used by God, God commands provision. When you're willing to bring others with you, God commands there to be provision. God could use this widow. We know that God could use a raven in the sky and drop down bread for Elisha. And Elijah had this happen as well. Um, God has a million ways that he can use you or he, a million ways that he can provide for you. But you need to know that God will provide for you when you're bringing others with you. Boy, I want you to step out of yourself, step out of your comfort zone and be a leader by realizing that if you're going up, you're bringing others with you. If you're going over, you're bringing others with you. God wants us to step out of our comfort zone and say, God, use me and help me to bring others with me. So we really start maturing. We really start growing. We really start experiencing the best part of life when we start bringing others with us into uh, promotions and into the next level and bringing others with us into prayer and into 
whatever it is we're believing God for, bring others with us. Bring others with us to church. Bring others with us to salvation. Bring others with us to victory. Bring others with us to celebrate. Like we have to include others because God wants them all at the party. God wants them all celebrating. God wants everybody to be in heaven with him when they die. Now, if some people are going to choose to reject what the gift of salvation, but God wants everybody. Include others. Realize that your destiny is tied and tethered to others as well. And no man is an island. God puts us together for something better. We're better together. Success means bringing others with you into God's purposes and God commands provision when you're willing to bring others with you. Look at what it says in 1 Kings 17, in verse 13, Elijah says to this woman, do not fear, go and do as you've said, make a little bread cake for you, from it first and then bring it out to me and afterwards you make one for yourself and for your son. First he said, make one for him. It sounds selfish, but he's, God is using him to stretch her faith and God is using her to stretch his. It works like that, you know. We all have some room to grow. And God wants us to realize that in every situation, he has your growth in mind and another person's growth in mind. And he goes on to say, For thus says the Lord, the bowl of flour shall not be exhausted, nor shall the jar of oil be empty until the day the Lord sends rain on the face of the earth. So he went and did according to the word of Elijah. She went and did according to the words of Elijah. And she and he and her household ate for many days. And verse 16 says, the bowl of flour was not exhausted, nor did the jar of oil become empty, according to the word of the Lord, which he spoke through Elijah. Wow. So there was so much abundance. When you decide, you know what? I want God to use me. I'm going to let God use me. You know what? I'm going to bring others with me. Start with, God, I'm going to let others use me. Then say, God, I'm bringing others with me. And then say, Lord, I trust you to provide for where I'm going, provide for my needs. And God commands provision when you're willing to bring others with you. And then I want you to see that God calls us to do things that we've never done before. This is a really important part of this journey as a leader, this journey as someone who wants to think like a champion because we're more than conquerors, right? And we need to step out. I want you to see step out. Elijah's about to do something else where he steps out and does something that's never been done before. I want you to get ready to step out and do something that you've never done before. Look at what it says in verse 17 of 1 Kings. Now it came about after these things, the son of the woman became sick and his sickness was so severe that there was no breath left in him. So she said to Elijah, what do I have to do with you, O man of God? You've come to me to bring my iniquity to remembrance and put my son to death. He said to her, give me your son. Then he took him from her bosom, carried him up to the upper room and where he was living and laid him on his own bed. He called to the Lord and said, Lord, my God, have you brought calamity to this widow with whom I'm staying by causing her son to die? Then he stretched himself upon the child three times. It's okay to be honest with God. He's like, did you, was this your intention to let this kid die? Then he stretched himself upon the child three times and called on the Lord and said, Oh Lord, my God, I pray, let this child's life return to him. And verse 22 says, And the Lord heard the voice of Elijah, and the life of the child returned to him, and he was revived. 
he was revived. Wow, I want you to see something. There is revival coming. There is going to be a revival coming. And that revival starts when we ask God to use us, expect God to use us. Lord, I'm going to let you use me. And then we bring others with us. Lord, I'm going to bring others with me. And then we expect God's provision because we're bringing others with him. And God will command the provision. Lord, I believe you're going to command the provision for what you have called me to do. And number four, I'm going to step out and do things that I've never done before. What if you stepped out and started discipling somebody else? What if you stepped out and started sharing your faith with somebody else? What if you stepped out and, and said, you know, I'm going to pray for my family's salvation until they all get saved, or I'm going to pray for my coworker's salvation until, he gets, until they all get saved, and then pour yourself into them. Pour yourself into that person. Invite them to your church and, and be interested in their growth. Be interested in helping them grow. Be interested in them succeeding. When you're more interested in others succeeding and taking people with you on the other side of that and you start stepping out into things you've never done before, there's going to be a revival. You're going to end up seeing revival, but we got to step out and be willing to do things that we haven't done before. Give something you haven't given before. Talk to somebody that you've never been willing to talk to before. Step out and pray for something you've never prayed for. Ask God for something big that you maybe never asked him for. Elijah steps out of his comfort zone and does things that have never been done before and raises this kid from the dead and he is revived. And that word just grabbed me. And I believe God has, sh has shown me and I want him to show you as well that when we ask God to use us and then we take others with us and then when we expect his provision for us, then we step out beyond us. Revival is on the other side of that. Did you catch that? When we ask God to use us and then we take others with us and then we trust God to provide for us and then we step out beyond us or beyond ourselves. Step out of yourself and start seeing yourself doing bigger things. Start seeing yourself doing greater things. Start seeing yourself making more money, being more generous, being a, more of a compassionate person, showing more kindness, bringing more love, bringing more mercy, bringing more peace, bringing more grace to others, giving people grace and space to grow, giving people hope that they can grow, giving people hope that when they, when something has gotten really out of control or something's really gotten bad, that God can turn it around. He can turn it around in your life and he can turn it around in somebody else's life. God always has us in mind with somebody else in mind as well. He has us in mind and he has the people in mind that we're going to impact. And you're going to impact people. So how simple is it? Ask God to use you. How simple is it? Take others with you. How simple is it? Trust God to provide for you. How simple is it? Step out beyond yourself and watch what God will do. Well, I'm going to pick this up next time and we'll just stop here, pause, and make sure to send this to somebody if you enjoyed this. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast if you've enjoyed it, if you're enjoying it. Make sure to be a part of partnering with us and 
helping get this message out to more people. Pay it forward. If you're blessed by this, be a blessing and sow into the lives of others. And you can do that on our website. You can do that in all the different ways that we have to give. But let me pray for you because God really wants to use you and he wants to use you now. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to do better in order for God to use you. You're going to do better when you just make yourself available to God to use you. Father, thank you that you'll take each of us where we're at and you will use us. And Lord, we, we ask and invite you to take others, help us take others with us. And we thank you that you'll provide everything we need for us. And we thank you that we can step out beyond ourselves and beyond where we've ever gone before. I pray that you would stir our faith up and stir up your purpose in each of our lives today in Jesus' name. Amen. I can't wait to see you next week on Think Like a Champion. And if you don't have a church family where you are being fed and growing and being a part of a team, get involved with us here at Life Changers Church. You can just go to lifechangerschurch.com to either watch us online every Sunday or come visit us at one of our locations in the Chicago area. And all that information is also at lifechangerschurch.com. And I will see you next time. God bless.